Buckeye BS 10 a.m. Y'all know what time it is. It's season time. Y'all, we've made it. It's game week. Chat, I see you in here. Charles Green had the first chat, so let me shout him out because he was in early, 925. Nobody was early today. <laughs> um, he actually coaches the Little Red Dragons, trying to get a victory over the Howland Tigers. So everybody wish Charles a, a good game, man. Wish him that. Appreciate you having it here early. Got my guys Ron, got my guys Mike. Cam will be here later. Good morning, y'all. It's game week. What's going on? Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Let's go, Dragons. Yeah, let's go, Dragons. <laughs> I'll say how we feeling. So we got so let me let me get this out the way early. We got a busy one. We got a good show for y'all today. We're gonna preview the Indiana game, all that good stuff. College week zero. We got football going on. We also have a busy week for y'all. So let me get this in. And if I screw anything up, or I miss anything, y'all let me know. We got a busy week for y'all. Got the show today. Obviously, Buckeye Rose, 8 a.m. all week. You know, check that out. Um, so we have we had the Penn State show back on Friday. Make sure you check that out. It's a good show. I need to know what's going on with Penn State this season, one of our biggest contenders. So check that out to get that. We did a good show there. Saturday after the show, Ron will be back on Bleacher Report immediately post-game following the Indiana game. So they invited us back. Ron didn't screw it up. We bike. <laughs> <laughs> we like he did a good job so um if you haven't check out that bleach report ad get that in there ron already has his show up there we'll be back there um we have a pre-game show saturday morning so that will start at 10 a.m and it'll end at 7 30 so pre-game show 7 30 it's gonna 10 a.m to 11 30 and that's saturday you said 7 30 uh, <laughs> we will not be live for I nine hours we will be starting at 10 a.m and go until 11 30 up to the game give you a little half hour to get your drink get your smoke get your breakfast if you're inclined oh, to those <laughs> it's a party it's week one <laughs> you're drinking and smoking yeah, at 11 30 look some of y'all might need aa wait till 12 p.m oh it's getting nah, nah. i'm gonna be drinking it i might be in there with a mimosa man hey man you ain't never had a cinnamon toast crunch shot Come on, man. <laughs> oh, now you got to give me it. your breakfast uh, shot. Yeah. All right, so that pregame show is going to be 10 a.m. on Saturday. Make sure you tune in. We're going to have a good time. Wednesday, Mike, what you got Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern? Uh, 7.30 Eastern, we have our national show. We talk all college football, so definitely pull up. You got Cam, Disney, EG in there, and myself. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central for our Central vote. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And finally, Thursday, State of the Program is back. Me and Chris Drew, seven, seven o'clock Eastern on <laughs> Thursday. We bring in the wine out, and we, we will be doing some shots on the show. I will I will alert you to that when we get closer. Um, but, yeah, it will be a drunk show. So Thursday, happy hour. Bring your drinks. We're going to hang out, have a good time. Cannot wait for that. And that is all the plugs I have. Was good, chat. Y'all ready for the season? So today we will talk week zero. We're going to talk the projected starters, who we will start in our lineups. We will get into the Indiana preview. And then we still have not got a quarterback announcement. So uh, Ron shared his thoughts on that on Monday's show, I believe. So we will talk quarterbacks, see who's going to start, ready to get into it. Y'all got anything before we jump into this? Drop your nuts, Brian Day. We need a quarterback. Let's, let's get this started. <laughs> let's get this going. All right. Oh, so let's get into it. 
So Mike put in some hefty hours yesterday on the playback. He saw the game, so I will start with him. Mike, week zero, Notre Dame obviously played. By the time I turned the game on, it was like 42 to zero. So <laughs> not much for me to see, but uh, we got them in a few weeks. What did you see from Notre Dame? Give me your overall thoughts. You know, it was a week zero game. Obviously, Notre Dame wasn't showing everything. But from what you can take, they obviously have a better quarterback um, than they have had in a while. You know, they brought up his stats on there, and it was like double, almost triple of what their previous quarterback started off their season with. Um, it was it was Navy that they was going up against. You know, uh, Navy – didn't have a D-line at all. Uh, I will say this. The running back is for real. No arm tackling this guy. Uh, arm tackles will not work on Notre Dame's running back, Ohio State. I definitely think that week, you know, Jim Knowles doesn't like to practice tackling. I think that's definitely a week that they should be practicing wrapping up guys because he is a force. And uh, they, they zoomed in the camera on him while he was on the sideline. Dude, biceps is crazy. Now – Sam Hartman, like I said, he's a better quarterback. Um, I do think that there are some timing things that they're going to have to work out. Uh, he could have he had some better ball placement. Even uh, analysts saw that one of his passes could have been a pick six, especially if it was against better competition. My worry for Notre Dame is the level of competition that they're playing right now while they're working on their timing might not be the same timing when it's time for them to go up against an Ohio State caliber team. So I think that that's something that, you know, they have to get together. Notre Dame fans was going crazy. Uh, you know, they put Sam Heisman for Har uh, Sam Hartman for Heisman. They didn't already put their money down. Um, and they didn't already put their money down at Notre Dame beats Ohio State. So it's crazy. Old predictions very early. Put, yeah. put them on the record, as y'all say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was honestly not a very close game, but might give you some good points of that. Also, too, USC played yesterday. We Nigga, I saw some of the game too. Right, the right, fuck? Right, I don't get to talk right. about it. God bro, damn. Bro, are you a national guy? You're a Buckeye Rose. This guy. nigga right. just said, yeah, I know. watch the game. <laughs> fuck that nigga, Ron. What? Go ahead. I watched the game. Your thoughts no. on the game. Everybody, go so get a drink. Number one, going. we got to get Marcus Freeman a bigger shirt. What was my nigga wearing out there, bro? He was out there in practically a fucking Under Armour tight out there, bro. He looks like he could fucking play middle linebacker for them tomorrow, bro. Was definitely doing the fucking strength program with them. So shout out to Marcus Freeman looking like an absolute fucking unit out there. But as far as the fucking game, Jaden Greathouse, two touchdowns. I remember coming into the season because I know. Uh, Notre Dame was in on Cornell Tate. They were in on some of the other big wide receivers yeah. in this class. And I remember one specific message board post saying, yeah, landing guys like Jaden Greathouse is cool, but you're not going to be able to compete at the highest level if you keep missing out on these top guys that like Ohio State's getting. Jaden Greathouse had two touchdowns in his season debut. So shout out to him. I thought that was a big game from him, and it shows that it's not always about – being a five-star guy, it's sometimes about having the best opportunity for yourself. So it was dope to see a guy like that who, you know, some fans weren't as excited about get out there and, you know, to be prove his worth. He was a high four-star guy. Um, 
a really good prospect. So to see him uh, come out and shine in his debut was pretty cool. You know, we're big wide receiver guys because that's the only position that we recruit at Ohio State. So I'm quite familiar with the name. So to see him go out there and do that in his debut was pretty dope. Sam Hartman, a big fan. Uh, you know, I love the uh, show QB1. Um, I thought he was uh, good on that show. So to see him uh, still playing college football at 35 is dope. And you know what I mean? To see that opportunity for him. Uh, I saw our guy E say on the timeline, you mean to tell me you guys are surprised that a guy that's 24 is playing well against Navy? I mean, I know it's Navy and I know he has a lot of experience, but he went out like when you're playing bad teams, you want your team to go out there and dominate. And that's exactly what they did. So, I mean, uh, I know they struggled a little bit early. I talked to Mike uh, like halfway through the playback and he was like, man, Navy could be winning this game right now. It was only 14 nothing. I think I say winning the game. <laughs> no, you said. You said it could have been close. Yeah, you said they're playing themselves out of the game. I think think Navy could have been more competitive. Um, This was the most undisciplined Navy team I have ever seen out there. Uh, From the fumbles to the the multiple penalties to the quarterback throwing a dot uh, for a touchdown and then the two wide receivers running into each other. Like, it was the most undisciplined team ever. But this is a new coach. They said that they have never seen a head coach with so many hobbies outside of football. I don't know if that led to it, but I ain't never seen a service academy so undisciplined. It was it was, it was, was terrible. Our nigga Cam's a Navy vet and skipped out on the Navy talk to start the season. That's crazy. Shout out to Cam, though. Yeah, one thing I, I do want to ask, Frank brought it up in the chat, that he said their offensive line was playing very well. Um, how did their offensive line look to y'all, and do you think it worries our defensive line at all with what we got coming in? I mean, like I like I said, Navy doesn't have a defensive line. Like it, That's not something that I c- can't compare. Uh, That's why I spoke about the running back. Like, the running back is a real deal. Now, I mean, how many guys do they have returning on their O-line? And then I know the guys that we're having. Like, when you're thinking about the guys that we're having, I just need to see them probably go up against NC State, who they'll go up against before they play us. Um, I I need to see them against better competition, some guys who actually – have that type of uh, depth at the D-line, that size at the D-line, because it was just an overmatch. All right, sounds good. So that was, that was your little Notre Dame preview. Obviously, we got a couple weeks, so we'll get more from them as the, as the time goes on and more for our team. Let's jump into USC, who we seen play last night, and I will go back again to you, Mike. I know you watched the game live. Uh, Caleb Williams doing his thing. Stats was Stats was good. Uh, Zach Branch sighting. Saw him Saw him return kick. So give me your thoughts of USC. Man, uh, USC, doing what USC does. I mean, the offense is what it is. I will say that when it comes to the offense, I am worried about their O-line. And then I'm also worried about wide receivers not always getting open on the routes and Caleb Williams having to use the scramble drill to get guys open. That's something that I'm worried about. But, you know, they do have so much talent around that team that it's early in the season. Those are things that they can get better at. Uh, so I'm not going to judge them now. Plus, it's, it's it's vanilla, right? You weren't showing too much. It's, it's San Jose State. Uh, defense. I think the defense could have played better. 
um, against San Jose State. San Jose State started trying to climb and fight back, but obviously USC talent skill was too much for them to handle. But I, I think Alex Grinch, man, it's looking like the same Alex Grinch. I don't see him progressing. I do know that some people are high on Alex Grinch, thinks that he's a really good coach. I'm of the belief that he's not. not there's, I. A reason, <laughs> there's a reason why Ryan Day said, this nah, guy. I'm good. Uh, let me go get Jeff Halfley. So that's how I feel about USC. I think I, I think it's going to be a battle in the Pac-12. I don't think that USC's path to just winning the Pac-12 is as clear as people thought right now. I think this nigga Chris Drew wants to go into timeout. He just fucking said Alex Grinch is a goat. I mean, my, I have the saying, anyone that has Alex Grinch running their defense is unserious about competing for a national championship. These niggas are not going to get to the Pac-12 without fucking defense. Like, yeah. it was fucking disgusting. Uh, Easy said they're – Defense and O-line were atrocious, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it was fun watching the ghost of recruiting pass, seeing Captain America fucking Tacky Curtis out there running <laughs> around, destroying people. That kid is fucking massive and can move. And then Zach Branch out there. I mean, Q, go ahead. Why is he not at Ohio State? Oh, man. Well, you know, Lincoln Riley got us. He was Nigga, you fumbled the line. It's too fast to play here. That's why he's not here. Jesus Christ, bro. Learn your fucking lines. He's too fast to play here. That's why he's not here. Zach Branch was out there fucking running a 4-1 in Ohio State was like, hell no, we can't fucking do it. This guy is too good. I throw this man a layup. Like motherfucking uh, D Wade, I'm out here celebrating, taking pictures in front of the camera, and this nigga Q passed the ball again. I thought you was gonna dunk. <laughs> nah, man, you know, gotta get the gotta get the assist. Hey, Zach Branch is coming here, man. Unfortunately, Lincoln Riley went in there last minute, and everybody had full belief, and we lost both the Branch brothers. But yeah, man, he looked crazy fast. Kick return, ain't seen that in Ohio State, you know, since high school. So. <laughs> You know, it's been a little minute, but those guys look good. And obviously, yeah, ghost recruiting pass, like you said, um, all of it explosive. That defense still needs work. So we will we will see on USC still still pending, man. But um, I don't I don't think we're going to see them in the playoffs. I know a lot of teams have them high. I don't see it yet. So we'll wait through the season. But that's just my overall opinion of the bit I bit I saw. But yeah, man. So that's our little national talk. Shout out to Mike. That's, that's his wheelhouse. He's watching all the games, hold it down in the playback. So obviously that was good. We got 54 people in here. Make sure to hit that like. And we're going to talk about some guys who are too fast to play here on the current roster. <laughs> so, so let's jump into that. Back. Yeah, man. So um, what I want to do is we're going to run through. We're going to project our starters. Who would we start? And Chad, I want you to get in this as well. Everybody, give me your starting offense overall. If you had to do a, a little depth chart, give me your starting offense. Who would you involve? I'm going to start reading them out as we go through them. And let's get involved here and put together our starting Ohio State team. So we got to start at the top at quarterback. Ron, I've been leading with Mike, so I will give you the first crack at it this time. Quarterback, where are we rolling? Where am I rolling or where are the Buckeyes rolling? Because it sounds like you, I'm, where are you me? rolling? Yes. Me, I'm starting Devin Brown at this point. Okay. I'm I'm off the Kyle McCord train. I wanted Kyle to take complete control of this quarterback battle. And Mike's laughing because he knows we held strong the entire offseason and he's going to be the starter. I just don't see him being able to hold on to this job if it's going to be an open battle within the game just because as soon as fucking – 
Devin Brown rolls out of the pocket and starts getting his Tate Martell on. Everybody's going to have flashbacks to the greatest completion percentage in Ohio State history and bring that <laughs> Martell magic back into, into Columbus lore. So I think Devin Brown is going to go out there and light it up and just make this quarterback competition not a competition anymore. I think Ryan Day is going to let the fans choose. I think Kyle is going to start out there. I think he's going to play well. I don't think Kyle is going to go out there and look bad, but I think Devin is going to end up taking the reins by the Notre Dame game. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry I hurt you. (laughs) Hey, hey, it is what it is. I mean, that that is what we've been hearing uh, is that – Devin Brown's going to be the starter, but, you know, I'm going to stand 10 toes on my take, man, and I'm just going, you know, I'm a, hey, like Ryan posted in our group, man, I'm going to be like uh, Jack falling out, falling in the water when she let him go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, 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 riding, I'm riding with Kyle till the wheels fall off. Plus, I, I mean, I don't know if these companies got inside information or what, but they keep sending yeah, yeah. Kyle deals. I mean, I – Shout out to him. I mean, I guess, you know, either you're gambling or maybe you got some inside information. But my man, Kyle, got the, he got a whip like a starter. He getting deals like he a starter. I mean, hey, I'm going to still hold out hope. Because everybody knows, if, if, you've, if you listen to our show, what I really, really want is for a trend to start happening of just one year done. Bam. Kyle, Devin Brown. Lincoln King hold and keep the car just rolling, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I was on the Calvin McCord train like you both were. I have recently hopped off. I'm on the Devin Brown train now. Um, I just want this team to have a little more grit to them, a little more attitude, a little more spice, you would say. And Devin Brown has all those things. No, no shot at Kyle McCord. I think he's cool, confident, knows what he can do. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that persona, a little closer to CJ, but this team has too much talent. This team has, has too many guys across the board who set us up to really win a natty. And I want our team to be feisty. I want them to talk shit. I want them to come out and tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I think Devin Brown is the guy to do that. And I think if he starts, the team will follow that personality. And we will get a spicy team, man. I'm tired of Denzel Burgess getting up like, ah, like, no, like, talk some shit, get somebody's face. All those things is what I want to see from this team. I want to see this team really has some bite and take Ryan Day's personality as he had in the Georgia game. I still, if, if that's the Ryan Day, I think the team will reflect that. I think if Devin Brown starts, I think the team will reflect that. So I'm rolling with Devin mm-hmm. Brown. That's just the team I want to see get off. I don't care. I don't care if we play uh, NCAA West, like used to be in the old in the old game, or was it 1AA yeah. West? Like, like, I don't care who is stepping off. I want this team to, to come off with their, head, with their heads on fire. So that's where I would roll there. All right, so. We know who wide receiver one is. We know who wide receiver two is. But who will start at wide receiver three? And let's just go. Okay, tell me who your wide receiver three is. And then let's go our our six deep from there. Let's do that. Okay. And then after that, we will do. So we're going to give our uh, wide receiver three that we're going to start a six deep. And then give me your predictions of who will be the leading receiver not named Marvin Harrison Jr. or Emeka Ibuka on Saturday. Mm. All right. So, Ron, you made the rules, so you go ahead. Go ahead. Number one, the starter, the first wide receiver that we're going to see on the field not named Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be our guy, Julian Fleming. Okay. We know it. He's a vocal leader on the team. 
He's the number one wide receiver in the 2020 class. We know that's Heartline Sky. We are going to see Julian Fleming. Me? I'm starting Carnell Tate. If niggas are telling me we have two Marvin Harrison Juniors on the team, I'm playing both Marvin Harrison Juniors. Like, what the fuck are we doing? That's like, oh, we got two Chase Youngs. We we sit the other one. What? What? Why? Why? Play both of them. Play if Carnell Tate either stop blowing smoke up our ass. If he's not, if he is not Marvin Harrison Jr. 2.0, don't tell me that. And if he is, fucking play him. Like, what are we? What are we debating about? Did we at, at any point last year? Did we think, wow, man, Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr. are really similar receivers? No. So why would we put not Marvin Harrison Jr. 2.0 out there again? If Carnell is who they tell us he is, it must be Carnell Tate. As far as who I think that person's going to be, as uh, wide receiver three with the most uh, yards not named Marvin Harrison Jr. or Mecca Abuka, I think it's going to be Jaden Ballard. I think he's going to show people that he's too fast to play here and put some crazy uh, play on film whether that's taking a slant to the crib or just running behind the Indiana defense, I feel like uh, Jaden Ballard will get loose for a long catch, whether that be in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. I think Jaden Ballard is going to do something spectacular in the first game that runs up his stats. Mike? Yeah, uh, we we talking about wide receiver three. Uh, starting the season off is definitely going to be Julian, Julian Fleming. From all of our, what I've heard is, is – Julian Fleming finally got some screws in his shoulder. Uh, he's actually going to have a healthy season. And, you know, he's not really trying to talk about things. Like, he just want to show everybody why he was rated the number one wide receiver. So, with all of that, uh, I feel like he got a lot on his back that, and, and a lot that he want to show the fan base. I think he will be the mainstay at wide receiver three. But, yes. You will start seeing a guy like Cardinal Tate rotating in because you know what Brian Hardline told us in the spring? That he has six or seven guys that he is ready to rotate in. So I'm expecting to see that. I'm expecting to see uh, Cardinal Tate, uh, Jane Ballard. And I think the way he's going to rotate these guys in is going to be off of matchup, you know. So maybe, you know, kind of like what Zach Smith uh, would do. Uh, you know, when I would – play fantasy college football wouldn't always draft an Ohio State wide receiver you know why because one week one get off another week another one get off and it's <laughs> never like you know never consistent know. with the backups yeah so you yeah. never know and I think that we can have that type of situation and it's a good thing folks so don't be mad about it you're not bad at all. um who's the leading receiver outside of Marvin Emeka oh outside I'm gonna go I'm gonna stick with Julian man if I'll say this because I do remember a graphic going out, right? And they were talking about, oh, Marvin Harrison, the Mecca in the draft. And he said, you, you're forgetting one. And at this point, I don't even think Tate was on campus yet. No. So, yeah, I mean, it had to be Julian Fleming. So what does a healthy Julian, a, a fully healthy Julian Fleming look like? Now, that's a great question. And I had, um, where is that? Oh, there it is. Okay. So shout out to Deke Neff. He put in the chat. His six would be Marv, Emeka, Fleming, Xavier, Ballard, and Tate. That would be his six. So keep throwing them in there. I'll keep shouting them. Ryan, you're on mute. I didn't even get my six. Uh, I thought you, uh, okay. Well, you wrap yours out there. I wrap mine. So uh, here we I go. Gotcha. Wide receiver three. Oh, if it was me. 
See, this is tough, man, because I think Julian is going to have a really good season. I would probably go with Ballard. I'd probably get the the X-factor speed on the field. That's where I would go with wide receiver three and just have him run deep routes so his legs fall off and start to rotate there. So I would probably go with Ballard just to stretch the field, but I would want almost him and Julian to split it like 50-50 and, and then get some other guys in the rotation. If I had to do six, and this is hard, so obviously Marva Mecca, Ballard, Julian is my four. After that, I would probably, sorry, XJ, but I probably had to go Ennis and Tate and get those two guys in there. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't even know how he's going to rotate six with just the talent in this room and getting guys in. We still have Kojo's around. I mean, XJ's there. Noah Rogers been making plays, so things like that. But that would probably be my six. And uh, leading receiver, I would still go with Julian. I feel like he's going to make more consistent catches than Ballard will. He will make the explosive plays, obviously, but I would go with Julian as far as third in this room and leading receiving yards. So go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. My six, I'm going Marv, Ameka, JB. My next three are going to be Carnell, B.I., and Julian Fleming. I think Julian Fleming should be the backup Z. I think B.I. should be the backup slot, and I think Carnell should absolutely be the backup X. I think think B.I. is going to probably have the trajectory his freshman year of a Chris Olave is my my type of projection for him Um, just because he came in late. And just from everything that, you know, we, we've been here just trying to read the tea leaves, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. I think as that's doing, he thinks B.I. should start, man. He, 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 he's high on the Hey, you'll never hear a complaint I, out of me. I will, say this. SFC boys on I will field. say this. If you was on playback last night, uh, the Ohio State-Georgia game popped up, and you know who was cooking and getting open and wasn't getting the ball thrown to them? Who? Fleming. And what other Julian. game? What hold on? What other game did we did we lose that we saw him cooking and not getting the ball thrown to him? Would it be a certain team that's a little more north that wears? Yeah, you know, I mean, in yellow. <laughs> I'm just saying, like maybe maybe we we fought Julian too much when he should have been getting balls in certain situations. I mean, if, if he get that ball this year and somebody looking for him, he might just be open. Because I was watching, dude was cooking, and there was one the last C.J. Stroud throw play. Julian Fleming was open, and it actually could have been a touchdown. Would have been for, forget about the field goal. Would have been a touchdown. A whole facts. So that's our wide receiver play. I was to keep throwing your takes in there. We almost got seventy people. We're about seventy people in here. Make sure y'all like that video. You know what I'm saying? If you know somebody who needs some Buckeye content, bring them in here with you every Sunday. Let's get the 50 likes. Yeah, every Sunday, Buckeye BS at 10 a.m. Okay, a guy who has been out the way, but he's back. He obviously got hurt last season, but all all reports are he's healthy. He's ready to go. Evan Pryor. Evan Pryor. So, deep running back room. What do you see from Evan Pryor this season with the, I guess, the unit of running backs we have going on because it's going to have to spread the ball out at least a little bit with the depth here. So I'll start with you, Mike. What do you see from Evan Pryor this season? Chat, let me know as well. Evan Pryor's role, I believe, if you guys remember the the, the role that XJ kind of had, uh, especially like in the backfield, I think that that's the role that Evan Pryor is going to have. The role that we saw Jackson Smith and Jigba, how we saw him lined up behind the tight end and things like that in the Rose Bowl, when we had him, I think that that's an Evan Pryor role as well. Um, 
You know, they were really excited about uh, about Evan Pryor before he got hurt last year. And I really believe that um, <laughs> we're going to see some big things out of him. And, you know, even though XJ is our block O candidate, doesn't mean like, and, and you know, he can, he can be a voice. But I think a lot of his touches might get taken away this year that he had from last year. No, 100% facts. And before you go around, got our first super chat in here. Matt, we need Fleming on the all hairline team. So, all right. So let's finish our. So let's finish our hairline Mount Rushmore. I know I got a lot of room to be talking, but I'm gonna give you some <laughs> fucking terrible names that make me look like Jalen Rose. So, my Mount Rushmore of fucking bad hairlines of sports athletes. We got our guy Julian Fleming, obviously on there. Top five. Number two. Our guy Trey Lance, bro. What the fuck is he doing with those fucking baby hair bangs that he got that oh start in the middle of his fucking head? Come on home, my guy, or put a fucking hat on. Number two, or number three, we got our guy Stephen A. Smith, a fucking legend out here, inspiring people like me to get on camera with fucking awful hairline. And then number one, the king from Akron. My nigga LeBron James hairline is so fucking awful. Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore level, awful fucking hairline. So shout out to Julian Fleming, elite company <laughs> out there for the Mount Rushmore of bad hairlines. Let me know about you guys. Bro, I, I have to throw Carlos Boozer in there for that thing he pulled in the <laughs> Chicago Bull. That man had an entire painted hairline. It was oh like, all right, God. bro. I'm just letting go. I got to throw him in there. Michael, you got Bro, uh, I don't know who I could throw in there, man. I don't even be paying attention to people's hairlines like that. The NBA is notorious. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that uh, – I don't even know. I don't Alex pay attention Caruso? to Alex Caruso, definitely. Yeah, okay. Alex Caruso definitely just – he should just go ball. Oh man, <laughs> he's just gonna ball, man. He should go ahead and get his Kobe on, man. <laughs> oh man, our president's great catcher, man. Definitely appreciate the five. If y'all got any comments you want to pop up here? Go ahead, super chat. We really appreciate it. So, uh, Ron, you can hit us back. Go ahead and hit us with your Evan Pryor take. I think Mike hit the nail right on the head. I think he plays that XJ role. Um, jet sweeps, uh, screen passes. I think he's just so dynamic and so quick. I think he adds a home run ability to the offense like JB and Trey. I like having that speed out there. Those guys really able to just take take something to the crib. Like I want to see drives ending fast because of 70-yard runs and passes and things like that without having the fucking take the top off of the defense with the passes. So if we're able to crib a slant or take a fucking jet sweep to the crib from, you know, 60-plus out, I feel like those guys need to get on the field. So I'm hoping that Evan Pryor is going to – I think I'm hoping that Ryan Day is going to find unique ways to get Evan Pryor on the field because I just think he's too fast not to be on the field. Yeah. All right. So y'all, y'all want a bull take? Oh shoot. Um. All right. So all. So what they told me last year, all indications said that Evan Pryor was an NFL back. They said that last year coming into the season. All right. I think if Evan Pryor is healthy, we are gonna see a one-two punch on this in this running back room. I think it will be Travion Henderson, and I think it will be Evan Pryor. Will be better than Michigan's. I, I, shit, yes. 
If, yes, if Evan Pryor is what they told us he was, he had patience, he really could hit the hole well, what Trey was not doing last season. And once he gets to the second level, the line was when you get a guy to the second level, recruiting takes over. You're talking about a 10, 800 meter guy. He's moving. Travion's moving. Mayan Williams, I think, is a great back. I think he will have his packages and times, especially around the goal line, things like that. Short yardage situations. Love Mayan. No sight to him. I think Evan Pryor and Travion Henderson, like Ron said, both of them missing in the Michigan game. I think those two can go for the best two backs in the country. If Trey gets his vision right, he's patient, he's healthy, good to go. Evan gets his patience right, he's good to go. He's fast, he's healthy. I think these two guys are going to go to fuck off. I, I honestly hey, if, if we was on the fans' edge, this would definitely be a put them on the record. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. This is Ryan Day. So we talk about that 2021 class and how loaded it was and how many fucking great players in there. There were three. Well, there's enough. Yeah. Kai was in that class. Yes. Kai was in the 21 class. Yeah, he's in 21. So we had three battles or decisions to make when it comes to guys that are on the team up north and guys that are currently on the roster. So coming into year three, which trio would you rather have? I'm always going on Ohio State. Tony Alfred, you know. JJ. <laughs> JJ. Oh, Ryan Day. Whoever J- gets developed for Ryan Day. Would you rather have Kyle McCord and Evan Pryor or JJ McCarthy and Donovan Edwards? Which duo would you rather have? Whoever's getting developed under Ryan Day. <laughs> I mean, it's tough given the results. I mean, right now, you'd have to be crazy not to say JJ and Donovan Edwards just because of. And thanks Thank for you. joining us this Thank Sunday, you. Q. I don't know what this nigga's I talking about. I don't ever want that bitch on my team. Fuck JJ time. McCarthy. We don't want him around here. I just can't believe he said, like, I thought he was going to say the Don. And I was like, yeah, I'm hearing you. I want Donovan Edwards on my team. This nigga's going to get on here and say, I'd rather take J.J. McCarthy. Man, fuck that. I'd rather start Brandon Ennis at quarterback than motherfucking J.J. McCarthy. I cannot believe you just said that. Oh, my God. If we are going to see Christ, hold on, hold on. Mike, who is this guy? You just said he wants J.J. McCarthy as our fucking quarterback. Ryan set you up for this, because that's why he did that pause when I was saying, when I was saying anything that Ryan Day has. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just there was I only one answer. That's what I'm saying, what? bro. Start Cam Martinez at quarterback mean? over that nigga why JJ. What are we doing? Anyone? You, hold on. If if that take didn't finish with I'm just playing, then there was no reason to let you. <laughs> you didn't know what I was gonna say because Rob hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was hold done hold listening. On. When it when it comes to quarterback, <laughs> hold on. When it comes to quarterback, flat out, you're not taking a Ryan Day developed quarterback over a Jim Harbaugh quarterback. This is just coming out of the 2021 class. I said, this is what I was saying. For what you've seen for now, it's hard not to take those two guys. Now, what I was going to say was, but coming into this season, I believe Evan Pryor is going to jump up and be in contention for one of the best backs in the Big Ten. We don't know if we're going to see Kyle McCord. So as of right now, you would take those two guys coming into the season. I believe that will change. Now, unfortunately, I don't think Kyle McCord is going to start. So. You know, what, you I think Evan Brown's going to be one of the best backs in the Big Ten, and Devin Brown just fills that slot. You will roll with those guys. They is booing you in the comments. <laughs> Shit, boo me. Whatever. Keep booing. <laughs> Run those chats up. 
Get that chat rate up. I'm here hey, for it. Hey, we might have to send the Sandman over there. <laughs> you ain't even let it, this is this is the thing. You lead him in with a hook. I say JJ. Man. Everybody's like, oh sh like, where is this going? And I give him my take. Ron, you're on mute. They said Cam Martinez and Evan Pryor would be more dynamic. <laughs> y'all stupid. Y'all stupid. Y'all know I get fired every episode. So it is what it is at this point. I don't care no more. My take is my take. <laughs> oh, snaps. But yeah, love that Dom Evers. But yeah, let me get my. Ryan, you have me ready to jump out of the fucking car. <laughs> oh, stupid. Anyway, let's get back on track here. So that's our Evan Pryor take. We're going to move to the offensive line. Right tackle, who are you starting? Chad, let me know as well. Blue chip legend, motherfucking Luke Montgomery. What are we doing? Like, if you are that close to starting as a true freshman, give me three start, give me three years starting at right tackle. Give me Luke Montgomery. He looks like he's been eating humans during the offseason. Like, this dude is fucking huge. Um, yeah, start fucking Luke Montgomery. We're playing Arkansas State to start the year, so who fucking cares? <laughs> I, I watched an Indiana preview, bro, and I they don't have a they don't have a single person coming off the edge to worry about. So let Luca out there, let Luca out there and fucking bully someone. See how it turns out, Mike. Man, I think uh, uh, what's the name? Fryer is going to be our right tackle. Um, you know, I think that what Ryan Day is saying about uh, Montgomery. Is definitely warranted, uh, you know, from what we heard when, when you know, the recruits were allowed to be on campus or commits was allowed to be on campus, he was getting that extra work in. He was already knowing and expecting what a Justin Fry was looking for. So, um, I, I mean, everybody is saying him, but I don't think that it's going to be him. I remember when Josh Fryer got out there, man, he actually looked pretty good and uh, – when he had to fill in for Dewan Jones. And I think that he can build on that. He had been working at left tackle, um, which kind of, I think, maybe hindered his development a little bit at right tackle. But he said that since he's been at right tackle, he's felt more natural. Um, he didn't mind it. And I think that he's going to be our guy. But hey, so we have two guys, we have a bunch of guys battling at right tackle this year. We're likely going to lose Donovan Jackson and Matt Jones this year from the offensive line which one of you which one of these guys battling at right tackle do you think is the best candidate to kick inside at guard next year if they don't win the tackle position josh fryer i always thought he was a guard somebody on this show told you josh fryer was not a left tackle i don't know who that was he might be at the bottom of this screen you might find him at seaboy quitting on twitter with the solid takes but somebody told you he wasn't he wasn't a tackle I told you he was a guard. He cut his teeth at guard. He got popular at guard. He's a guard, man. He's got another year. Throw him, kick him inside. Luke Montgomery is your guy at right tackle. If it's that close, roll with it. If it's that close, roll with the younger guy. Like I said, like Ron said, give him three years, maybe four years to tackle. Solid up that spot because we've had tackle fears for <laughs> coming for a couple years now. That's a good solid piece to put there. And that's how I'll roll with this offensive line. Um. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna go with uh Fryer on the outside right now. But like my my thing is Luke Montgomery is just where I see him in the future. I don't see him on the outside, like in the NFL. I don't see him on the outside. I see him on the inside, actually, at guard. Or I mean that's what that, that's where I see him. I think he'll be able to put on film that he's versatile to play on the outside and on the inside, but 
right now, what I'm going to trust, I, be, I trust our interior, and I'd rather trust the experienced guy who got actual college game reps who can get better um, in a fryer. That's and dude, like, dude, dude likes actually when people doubt him, bro. Like, he actually likes that crap, bro. He he wants to hear people doubt him, and he feeds off of it. And I'm hoping that he's one of them guys that can get better off of taking criticism. So, nah, that's solid take there. I I I question where Luke finally ends up, but I think right now with all the hype they're saying, if he's there, I would go ahead and play him. And then maybe when you get some more prototype tackles in here. Hopefully, get some big time recruits to tackle. Then you can reshuffle your offensive line. But no, I think that's yeah. I think I, I heard when Luke was coming out from uh, recruiting circles that he was probably best projected for inside. So that's definitely yeah. Like Luke, Luke, middle of the season, he might be ready for the outside. Yeah. So Ryan Day, we need we need you to go get, get on the trail, get us some big time tackles, man. No, most definitely need it. So other positions on the offensive line. Obviously, we got our guy, Jimmy Simmons, Josh Simons, whatever he's going by today. And we have Carson Hinsman. Um, what are your expectations for those two guys? Chat, let me know. Start with you, Mike. Let me know what your expectations for them. Um, you know, my expectations is to see if Justin Fry is really that type of developer. See if this guy can actually clean up uh, all the penalties that he had from last year and actually be able to, to handle a power five uh, top elite D-line guys. That, I mean, that's my expectation. That's the level that Ju Justin Fry has to get these guys at. This is the level that they they went and got uh, the guy from the NFL, Philburn. So, this is what we're going to have to see. Now, Carson Hensman, I think he's going to be great. I'm not worried about our interior three at all. These guys are definitely going to be – you're going to see these guys probably pulling, uh, knocking people down in the run game. I don't think that this line had an issue with run blocking. I think what they had to work on was plies blocking. And the highlight tape um, that Ohio State just put out of our O-line – I think was kind of telling. So, I mean, it's it, it's a highlight. <laughs> it's a highlight. I think it was kind of telling. No, I think it was kind of telling, man. All right, that's we gotta read the tea leaves, bro. We, that's all we've been doing, right? Yeah, all, all season. Hey, this highlight. a lot cooking it. Look at these highlights right here. <laughs> Hold on, we've been watching highlights of Malik Hartford. Ron has been watching highlights of Malik Hartford. <laughs> no. He has it on. <laughs> that 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 uh that huddle tape's got a, over ten million views, and that's because Ron just keeps it on uh, loop in his room. Ron, what's your expectations for the offensive line with with Josh so, Josh Simmons? Excuse me. So two seasons ago, there was this guy, lowly rated recruit, a lot of people not high on him. Sixty snaps in one game, no tackles. Name Tommy Eichenberg. and a lot of people were nervous about him coming in and playing at linebacker. And I told myself. You know, this guy had a rough year, but I'm going to believe in him blindly because he's going to be playing. And I just got to roll with it until proven otherwise. And I'm taking the same approach with my guy, Jimmy Simmons. This nigga's a starting left tackle, whether I like it or not. So I'm going to lie to myself and tell myself that he's going to be great. I love the name Jimmy Simmons. I think it's fucking badass. We got to get this dude a fucking guitar for post games or something because he sounds like he should be fucking playing at Woodstock. But Jimmy Simmons, that's my guy. That's going to be our guy. 
whether we like it or not, we have no other left tackle. So we need to start lying to the world and lying to ourselves because it's all we fucking have. Because whether he sucks or not, that's our left tackle. So he's our guy. He's going to be the best tackle in the country until proven otherwise. So, like, I'm to the point where we're so close to the season. I can't really fucking be mad at some of these guys because they're playing whether I like it or not. So I got to get behind them because the season's here. And if they're oh. shitty, then you're going to absolutely hear from us during the post-game reaction live on Bleacher Report immediately after the game. So if you want if, – if, you, if you're not believing in this offensive line, it's too late. We're six days away from the season. We're, we got to be – we got to buy in. We got to buy in until proven otherwise. We're about to beat up on some scrubs for the first couple uh, weeks of the season, so we're going to be able to lie about these guys. So get hyped because it's going to look like we have the best offensive line because we're going to be playing against 230-pound defensive linemen in the first couple weeks. So get hyped. All right, so Josh Simmons. Um, yeah, I'll I'll buy the hype you just sold. Um, I'm with it. Let, let, let's roll with it. Obviously, he looked athletic. He needs some tune up. We saw what he did at San Diego State. Think he's gonna be better here. Think Josh Josh. Good Lord, I always want to say Josh Fryer is <laughs> Justin Fry. Good Lord, Justin Fry will get him right, and we'll be good to go. And Carson Hisman has had a uh for for a guy rolling in starting at the at the center. He's had a quiet off season, so that's telling me. He's taking care of his business. Like, it's not a lot of worry there. It's not a lot going on. He's been, it's been very quiet on the front. It's just, hey, Carson has been that center. Let's roll. So that gives me a lot of confidence. Like Mike said, I think this interior three is going to be up there for one of the best in the country. As long as these tackles get right and we figure those out, I think we'll be good to go. So that, that's my offensive line take. Defensive line, we're moving over. So let's get, let's get crazy here. Defensive line. Where are we looking at with sacks? How disruptive is this defensive line going to be? We heard Cam. We set him up last week. He ran on a rant. Quick takes here for the defensive line. Mike, where's this defensive line at? Are they are they running up these sack numbers this season? Yeah, they're definitely running up these sack numbers. Uh, I think what you're going to hear is, is uh, coaches that faced this Ohio t- State team last year, they're definitely going to tell you this isn't the same Ohio State team the past couple years. Um you're talking about, as we said, our guy Cam, uh, what he has always talked about, that interior pass rush. Um, when you're able to push that line back and them quarterbacks aren't able to step up in that pocket. And, I mean, you want to talk about, like, the, the games that we watched yesterday, the Notre Dame game. That's what I was able to see Sam Hartman do, sit in that pocket, step up in it. Uh, same thing when I was re-watching the Georgia game. I watched uh, uh, Stetson Bennett be able to step up into a throw. If he wasn't able to step up into that throw, man, it could have been uh, intercepted with our guys who are always getting cooked anyway, maybe on his throne. But, <laughs> but I, I think that, that also these sack numbers is going to help out the DBs as well. No, 100%. Ron, where are you at with the defensive line play? How elite do you think it will be? I think it's going to be beyond elite. I think it's going to be in the conversation for the top, uh, top five defensive lines in the country. I think they're going to cause – Hell back there, and I think they're going to run the sack numbers up early in these first couple weeks. Um, JTT and Jack, I think we're finally going to see the duo that everyone expected playing in their natural positions when they came in as top five recruits in that 2021 class. So I expect big things out of them. I think there's going to be a huge push on the interior, a healthy Mike Hall, um, Ty Leak Williams, Taiwan Malone, all of those big bodies, Ty Hamilton. I think this defensive line is going to wreak havoc, especially uh Week one, I know they got a little bit of a scrambling quarterback. I think he might uh, 
try to do a little bit extra with his legs and get caught back there by some superior athletes in JTT and Jack Sawyer. So I'm excited to see them get after the quarterback. And I do think they're going to at least have a pair of sacks coming out of week one. Yeah, and I'll follow you. I'm right with you. I'm hoping these guys are like, hey, let's compete for sacks this season. Let's see who really gets yeah. after it on this defensive line. Like, we have probably the best two deep in the country. We've said that. We think this is going to be the best. I know Penn, <laughs> our guys over Penn State said they were going to have the best D-line in the country. But we're not undersized here, and we got dudes that can roll. Um, I think this defensive line is going to go crazy. This is probably – one of the groups, probably maybe top three that I'm excited to see this season. And that's beyond like, I know quarterback, everybody's excited to see a quarterback. Like I'm ready to see D-line more than the quarterback. I'm ready to see these dudes cause havoc. That's what we've been known for, putting guys in the draft, things like that. I'm ready to get back to that. So defense line, let's roll. Um, next question up on the defense is starting nickel. We heard three guys named. Where do you feel like who's going to start here? I know who Ron's going to say, but Mike, I'll start with you so he can uh, get, his, get his take ready. Who do you think starts at nickel? I don't know. Are we doing the three safety nickel or are we doing the the, the, the three the three corner nickel? Because Ryan Day told me that he'd rather put corners out there, but then Jim Knowles keep hitting me with these goddamn safeties. So, so instead of nickel it? specifically, how about we give uh we give our three safeties and we give a three corner rotation? So give me your two outside corners and then your third corner that'll be rotating at nickel and give me your three safeties. I don't even need a position on them. The three safeties that you expect to see on the field because, you know, Jim Knowles, like someone said last night, has a f- plays everyone in different positions. He has a million names for every fucking position. Transformer, yeah. adjuster, bandit, <laughs> fucking Herbie fully loaded. Like, I don't know what the fuck these positions Optimus are called at any point. Exactly. So let's just fucking... Let's just get three safeties, three corners. <laughs> so it's going to cost my bumblebee out there, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Fly to the bumblebee. Yeah, Tommy Eichenberg. Leprechaun formation. <laughs> bro, uh, yeah, so I think our two outside guys uh, at corner are going to be uh, Davidson, Igbenosa, and Denzel Burke. Because from what I heard from their interviews, I don't even think I heard Iggy talking about him working in at the nickel, but I did hear Jordan Hancock say that he has been working. And I remember, like I said, Ryan Day said he'd rather have three corners out there on that slot. So that's uh, who I think is going to be out there with the rotation of, uh, from what we've been hearing, uh, Jermaine Matthews with the rotation of uh, what's uh, Jair Brown. Yeah. Um, and then when, you, when you're talking about the safety positions, uh, who locked theirs down? Sonny Styles, you know. Sure. <laughs> uh, Jim Knowles had no choice but to say that. And then when you're talking about the other one, it has to be Lathan Ransom. Uh, full full year camp, full year development where he missed all of that coming back from his injury last year and just was still able to uh, ball out. And then um, the, the third one. We said that it's between uh, Proctor and Jahai Carter and hey, uh, Malik Harford. And I, I think I think Jahai Carter will start off the season, and then you'll get some rotation with Malik Harford. Uh, and then uh, Proctor can come in and um, mop up dude. <laughs> no offense. No offense. I mean, I'm just being honest, bro. I'm just being real, bro. Like, I'm just being real. All right, so uh, three corners. I'll go ahead and go for Ron does. Yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty easy. 
Um, Igbenosa on the outside, Burke on the outside. And as I told you here, Hancock needs to be in that slot. I've been saying it all offseason. Ryan Day, once again, who's my takes right? You want these good takes? He's like quitting on Twitter. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, I think Hancock is best in the slot. Going against the shiftier guys and all that stuff, I think that's his position. Burke and uh, Igbenosa will handle more physical guys on the outside. So that's where I would go with the three corners. And let me shout out my guy, Jair Brown, as well. Hope he hope he's in the rotation, get some playing time. Um, at safety, Sonny Styles, obviously. Lathan Ransom, even though hope my hopefully my guy Proctor can uh, go in and get some snaps there. I think that would be the position for him. I don't believe. Do not put him in the slot. Do not put him at nickel. That That is absurd. Um, so don't do that. Well, hope he hope he factors in there, and then in that slot position, give me Jahad Carter. Uh, we've heard a lot of hype about this guy, freshman All American. What do you do? He's a ball hawk in that secondary. If we're gonna have a cover guy in that safety coming in to handle slots, it best be him. So that's where I would go there. And obviously, Malik Hartford, I want him rotating in as well. Heard a lot of hype, so he's got to get playing time too. But if I had to start the three, those would be the three I would go with. So, yeah, I mean, we're all in agreement here at corner. It's going to be Denzel. It should be Iggy and then Hancock um, at the nickel corner position. As far as safety, Jim Knowles has already confirmed that Sonny Styles and Latham Ransom have locked up two of those spots, which leaves one spot open. And we all know who that should go to, the Ohio assassin, Malik Hartford. He <laughs> needs to be starting at free safety. He's a ball hawk. They talk about his speed. They talk about the weight that he's put on this year. I mean, he was already taking heads off last year at 180 pounds. He's playing at 205 now. This kid's really bought into the weight program. They said he really understands the defense. They said he's a very instinctual player. I think this kid needs to get out there. And if he's not the starter, I feel like he will get plenty of reps in these first three games. And by Notre Dame game, he will be out there ready to decapitate someone. Most definitely. Bring, bring some physicality back to the secondary. This is probably, again, in my top three positions I'm looking forward to, to seeing this season. And obviously look for a major upgrade. And, um, yeah, it's my answer to uh, someone's asking what number Carter was. He is 14. So if you catch those highlights, that's where he's at. We got mm -hmm. pretty much 80 people in here. Go and like that video. We're trying to get to 50. Let this video jump. Guys are giving good takes here, and we're going to move on to live. By guys, he means me and Mike because he's been giving bullshit this episode. Nah, I'm not really I appreciate him showing up and being a part of the show, but jeez. <laughs> Quality content here. Um, yeah, so CJ Hicks, but with these linebackers, what are we looking at? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. What are we looking at, linebacker? Who plays? Who's sitting? Let me know because CJ Hicks has to play. So I'm gonna start with Mike since Ron just you know this my takes. So Mike, you get to go first. Let me know where's CJ Hicks factor in. Who starts? Who plays a linebacker? Uh well, obviously, who's starting is uh Tommy Eichenberg, Ryan's guy, and then Steel Chambers is going to start. Now I'll tell you this. <laughs> 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 oh, oh shit! <laughs> hold on, hold on. What is get it? that line out with us. Oh my god, we're so fucking unserious, bro. How? How, bro? We got oh, a nigga ranked yeah. higher than Harold Perkins, and we're like, yeah, we got this running back from uh, Florida. We think he's a really good linebacker. He played on our worst oh, defense in 2021, oh. and we're still fucking. Like, we're still on that 2021 shit. Like, nigga, we got linebackers now. We don't have to do Bro. this no more. So It's like we yeah. hit the lottery and we're still eating ramen noodles. Like, nigga, I you think, don't got to yeah. live like this. You don't we, have to we, live we like don't this. We do not have to live like this. You are absolutely right. Now, I think what's going to happen is, is still starts off the season. 
but still get out there. Look like he can't shed blocks again. Then CJ Hicks taking his alligator spot. arms. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, entering the season, they might split reps 50 50. You know what I'm saying? I mean, honestly, we could see CJ Hicks playing that jack roll and get a little bit more snaps, right? So, I mean, I think that could take away from Steel Chambers. Um, but if Steel can't share blocks, he got to go. I'm sorry. That was my biggest thing. We, we've we been hearing that James Laronitis is actually teaching these guys. They're actually uh, grasping what they're supposed to be doing. So all we can do is go off their words. But I swear to God, if we go in this Indiana game and he can't shed a block against Indiana, get him out the game, bro. I don't think we have anything to worry about there in that aspect. I feel like Indiana would fucking be given a tough game by Slippery Rock this year. So I'm not expecting much there. I think Steele's going to do his job. But, like, I mean, you saw the reaction. Like, I'm over this not playing CJ Hicks bullshit. And I swear to God, if he's not, I again, immediately after the show, I will be on Bleacher Report streaming an instant reaction and I will fucking be firing people if I feel like I didn't see enough snaps of CJ Hicks. Like, I'm done with this bullshit and I swear to God, I will be starting a campaign every fucking week to fire a coach until I feel like CJ Hicks is playing the proper amount of snaps this year. Whew. Yeah, all right, y'all. I got another fire take for y'all. Oh my god. Uh, let, me get, let me get let me get Ron a little amped up let here. Me, all right. Let me get it ready. My guy Rev in the locker voice chat. He put up a picture of our two backup linebackers, CJ Hicks and Cody Simon. Now, if it was me and I was running the DC, like I told you, I want two freak shows running around. I want two dudes that look like, all right, no, I'm not going to do that because I did that with Igbenosin last time and y'all got mad so we, we, we chill out with that. But I want two guys who look like dudes out there that might whoop your ass off the field, two athletic dudes flying around. I'm going to start Cody Simon and CJ. And again, it was nice for Q to join us, but how dare you disrespect the fucking, again, we're not doing this. Again, our guy, I'm actually, Mike, you got to go too. No, all of you niggas are out of here. This is the Ron show now. Everybody out of here. This is the Tommy Eichenberg show, and we're not going to disrespect Tommy fucking Heismanberg. You talk about someone that might beat your ass off field. This nigga Tommy looks like he eats rocks. For dinner okay this guy doesn't even say words he just fucking grunts talk about someone you don't want to see in an alley a nigga that can't even use his words he just looks at jim Knowles and grunts that's not someone that i want to fight his hall of fame or his fucking heisman speech is gonna be like this dude is gonna fucking be an heisman and can't even use words he has to use hand signals to call the fucking defense because this dude is such a caveman and he's gonna be out there Taking fucking heads off. How dare you even exist? Like, I like Cody Simon. This guy is quick, but he is no Tommy fucking Heismanberg. We've been screaming for the fucking five-star, bro. We got a fucking Hall of Famer. Tommy should be fucking wearing a gold jacket at the fucking skull session already because this dude is that fucking elite. And any suggestion that Tommy should come off the field 
other than to get a massage or get a fucking Gatorade. I'm not fucking hearing it. So I'll let you guys back up here, but don't suggest no goofy shit like that again. Tommy needs to be playing every snap possible unless we're preserving his body for him to be elite in the playoffs. So that was cute. That was a funny, that was a cool little segment, but let's be the fuck for real. Tommy's going to New York this year. And no one's stopping us. I already fucking booked my flight. Our boy Kasai had the fucking Big Ten Championship tickets booked in August last year, bro. I've had my fucking, my flight to New York booked since January. I know we're going. Me and Tommy. And we're going to fucking be there to accept that Heisman Trophy on behalf of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, we knew that that rant was coming. So now let me finish my take and why I said (laughs) what I said. Now, look, I let, said what let's, I rewind said. let's rewind the clock a little bit. Let's go back when uh, Cody Simon was healthy the year before last. Dude looked like a missile coming through the line. He looks, he was healthy. He started that position. Tommy was not starting. Cody Simon was holding it down. He actually played pretty well until he got hurt, and then he missed the Rose Bowl and all that stuff, and then the legend of Tommy Eichenberg grew from there. Cody Simon, we, let's not forget, top 100 recruit, athletic dude out of New Jersey. Dude can play. We've heard a lot of hype this season. I don't got to give you no reason why CJ Hicks should play. Should play. So we already know that. You want them linebackers to look like Georgia linebackers? And, and somebody said Gabe Powers too. DNF said it. I give him some love as well. I want some free shows out there at linebacker. I've heard about the free shows on the D line. I heard about the free shows at safety. I want some free shows at linebacker. That's just where I would go with it. Y'all can take it where you want to go. Hey, real quick, you brought up that Rose Bowl. Why did we really go that fucking stupid during that game? Like, the fucking stat sheet from that game looks like when you're fucking playing NCAA and you fucking put the game on pro but turn the quarters on 15. (laughs) This man, Tommy, had 16 tackles. JSN had 300 yards and three touchdowns and fumbled a fucking touchdown. Like, boys were really fucking going crazy against Utah. That was really disrespectful that we did that. I mean, that's cool. As long as they're tackling them behind the line and not five yards down the field, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> when you tackle them after the 10-yard gain. So, yeah, they scored way too much. That's where I go. I knew I was going to cue Rod up with that, so uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Disrespectful, <laughs> man. Hey, y'all, y'all want some y'all want some honest, bold takes? That's where Tommy I'm going. Tommy right. t-shirt's coming soon. <laughs> so we got our annual sponsored segment, which this is going to cause – Who's returning punts and kicks for the final time? It's your last take on who's returning get. We've got a sponsor segment coming in, I'm sure, but I will start with Ron. Ron, who's returning punts and kicks this season? If it is not some combination of one of the freshman wide receivers or fucking Jaden Ballard, fire Parker Fleming. This useless motherfucker had his uh, yearly interview because he's so useless they only talk to him once a year, and that's in <laughs> – fall camp and they ask this man three questions every year who's returning punts who's returning kicks and who's the starting kicker this fucking loser had zero answers for us he didn't know who was going to be the starting kicker still don't know despite seeing what we saw last year in the championship game uh we still don't fucking know who's going to be returning kicks and he did have one answer for us Emeka Buka will be our punt returner which I don't love (laughs) but Whatever. I mean, you have all these five-star receivers. Uh, I put a highlight film out of the 2023 class, and every single one of them had multiple kick returns in their highlight tape. These guys are so shifty with the ball. They're so quick. I just don't see a reason how you can't find a dynamic kick returner with the talent that's at Ohio State. So, I mean, bang-up job. 
by our special teams coordinator that's wasting a spot on the coaching staff. But I don't fucking know, man. Uh, I guess Jaden. Ba- I I don't know. Did they they didn't fucking chip train him returning kicks last year? Like I wouldn't be surprised if we fucking see Tommy Eichenberg returning kicks because they're trying to get this man a Heisman this year and they need to get this man like some touchdowns or something, but like, it doesn't make any sense why it has to be so complicated and we don't have someone returning kicks, but I, I'm just so over this guy anymore. All right. Let's see. Annual fire, fire parking Fleming segment. Probably you by Starbucks. Yeah, man. Mike? A Dunkin' Should Donuts. That's have... what I had for breakfast this morning. Uh, okay. All right. Hey, we might have Hero Canoe out there returning. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guy, Kale. Could it be any worse than Julian Fleming last year? Jesus Christ. I don't think I've ever seen a worse kick returner than him. He never caught the ball. He never returned a kick because he never caught the ball. Uh, th- this guy got a raise. Uh, I don't understand how he got a raise. This is beyond me. All your state if, representatives in the state of Ohio. Because, jeez. Here's my guy's damn thing, bro. How in the hell you get a raise? You getting paid all this money. Then we hear about uh, making Buka was hurt at the end of the year. Making Buka had, had his surgery. Now we need a healthier Making Buka. Oh, now we want to rotate to keep these guys healthy. But then you're going to put him at punt return. Make it make sense. Like, we got no talent. We no talent you now. We don't got no elite players. Brian Hartline just recruiting these guys for no reason. They all suck. They all trash. Or you can't develop nobody to be good enough. So it just sounds like we need to get a new coach. James Laranitis, where you at? Because I know James, James knows when an athlete looks freaky and shit like that. Because he didn't talk about when he walked in the building, which athletes was freaky. Let's get James. James Niners need to be the special teams coordinator. He can also work with the linebacker still. And he can be on the recruiting chill. Easy fix. Parker Fleming, you're gone. I, I mean, I, I'm coming with the moving truck. Uh, when I come up to Cleveland, uh, stop in Columbus with the moving truck, drop your stuff off in Lake Erie. Okay. Well, I don't know who's returning punts or kicks, but I know Park Fleming just got fired twice. But um, maybe we could get him the head coaching job again, and I think he would be great there. What are you talking about? He going to Lake Erie. He could be a Coast Guard or something. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this is not that hard. Returning kicks, got to be Jaden Ballard. Dude clocked in at 24 miles per hour. Super speed. I mean, everybody's talking about Zachariah Branch. Damn, can we just get somebody who can return kicks? It's not that hard. Jaden Ballard better return kicks. Punt return, I said Lorenzo Styles. I would also like to see Noah Rogers rotate in there. Um, yeah, like I said, we got these freshman receivers. I've never seen Caleb Brown catch a punt. That's what he was known for, being a dynamic athlete in space at Iowa now. Well, he plays for Iowa now. He plays for Iowa. He ain't never got a chance <laughs> to return play here, so maybe that's why he left. Um, yeah, we got too many guys around here that can make plays. Fucking Jermaine Matthews, Calvin Simpson Hunt, both crazy 100-meter guys. Um, you find somebody here to return punts or kicks, so I'm just I'm just with it. I'd go Jaden Ballard, Lorenzo Styles, Slash, Noah Rogers kick return so that's where i would go um yeah so this is a good time we got 80 people in here everybody like the video we're gonna go ahead and get to that indiana preview for week one it's again football season we are officially in game week and we're excited so indiana um i'm gonna ask you guys but I'll let you know uh, <laughs> I took a, took a little scouting report here about indiana 
Um, it's looking rough on defense. Not a lot of production coming back. I mean, they have production of tackles, but other than that, not a lot of production coming back. Lost all their named guys on offense. New quarterback. Mike look, looked at their uh, wide receiver room. So let's jump in right there. So Indiana, new quarterback is Taven Jackson. I actually took some time to look at his, his highlights. Um, dual threat guy, can use his legs a little shifty. We could have used uh, a little more of that these last two seasons at quarterback. Um, decent arm. He is a redshirt freshman, so... I think this will be his first start. I'm pretty sure I didn't see one on the thing. Yeah, it has to be a first start. So it will be his first start. Um, yeah, man. So uh, obviously, looks like he played a little bit, but don't know his weapons very much. And Michael, Michael weigh in on that. But a decent prospect, I would say. Um, a new starting quarterback. So that's not fun. He's playing go Ohio State. Uh, Mike, who will he be throwing to? He will be throwing the two transfer uh, senior guys. Uh, DeQuiz Carter, Cam Camper, and then uh, a guy who actually came in, I believe he was a four-star dual-threat quarterback, and Donovan McCulley. Um, there's not really much uh, film on the guys. Uh, I want to say one guy came from Fordham, uh, had one nice, spectacular one-hand grab. Um, there's nothing really spectacular about these wide receivers. Uh, I don't think that I think if these guys get off against our DBs, then uh, our DBs are going to be trash again this year. So uh, we should definitely have these boys in the blender uh, is what I'm expecting. I am unimpressed with these guys. Um, did y'all see anything that y'all liked from their skill positions? Because there was nothing that I liked from their skill positions. No, Matthew no, they lost. They lost their top, their leading rusher. They lose three of their top six um, receivers from last year. I yeah. find like I really wanted to like come in here and do like a informed breakdown of this game and everything. I found was like I don't know what to tell you. These niggas suck. Like, <laughs> I, like there was really like no, there was no analysis to hey, be had. We, on hey, we really tried. I watched multiple videos and everybody's just like, oh, uh, these guys are fucking terrible. I, I really don't know what to tell you. Like I don't I don't know anything about uh, about who who's playing. Like they're 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 returning one of the lowest returning productions in the country on both sides of the ball. Like there, there are a lot of new faces and it doesn't seem like they returned a lot, but they replaced a lot of the production with talent. I mean, I'm looking at this quarterback and this guy has a curly blonde Afro and looks like Drake's son. Does that have anything to do with his play? No, but if we lose to him, that's embarrassing. Like I just have, my expectations are very low for this guy excellent hair i just don't know about his deep ball like i I'm, I'm just not sure what to say about this team and i feel like that's why ryan day is so comfortable not naming a starter because this is a tune-up game for the buckeyes i mean and the crazy thing about it is this indiana team on paper seems to be significantly worse than last year but for some reason i mean i know we don't have a starting quarterback name but the line is 28 Last year it was 40, and we still covered by two points. So I don't know if that's hesitancy because of the lack of starter, but, like, the line seems low. If the Buckeyes aren't able to cover, I do think that is concerning because on paper you think this team is worse than last year's, uh, the Indiana team. So if we come out here and perform worse against a worse Indiana team than we did last year without CJ, it might be a little bit of a measuring stick of what last year's team looked like versus this year's team. But I think our defense is going to come out of here – and bully these fucking guys, and I think 
Um, our quarterbacks are going to both each have a chance to get off. I think our skill positions are going to be way too much for them. Their corners are fucking Swiss cheese. They're going to be our wide receivers are going to be running crazy through their secondary i think both of our quarterbacks are going to look like hall of fame quarterbacks out there and if they don't they're not the starter so i would have very high expectations with the weapons uh that the buckeyes have that both quarterbacks should be able to go out there and put up highlight real numbers and if they're not i think that should be an indication of the type of quarterback they have and that we have and their readiness to take over as a starting quarterback so i have very high expectations for both quarterbacks going into this game because they really don't have much to speak for on defense yeah they lost all their name guys including Sam McCullough who I wish was playing here the, hold on the whole McCullough they said they started the they running clock the whole, already <laughs> they they lost the whole McCullough family yeah they lost Sam, his brother his daddy like they lost the whole yeah. family yeah they did bring back their leading tackler from last season but outside of that not very much production coming back. So like Ron said, we we tried, we looked, and we were like, oh, man, they got nobody. But no disrespect to Indiana. No disrespect. John, I mean, Tom, Allen is a, Tom Allen is a defensive coach, but we watched how this, like they were actually something and becoming something with Kevin Wilson. We just watched it fall slowly down with Tom Allen, bro. Yeah, man, it's off the rail. So, yeah, I expect us to cover fully. I expect that game to be a, a one that you watch back and just see different guys, you know, get off and have and have good highlights. And obviously, this offense to run up the score, bring a new so, quarterback in. So, uh, oh, Ryan, you have some? Yeah, Mike brought up Tom Allen. Question for you guys before we get out, like before we get out of this topic. We know Justin Fry, Indiana guy. Um, has a immaculate resume thus far. A lot of people peg him for a head coach one day, potentially at Indiana back in his home state. If Tom Allen has an awful season and gets fired, are you concerned that that could be a position for Justin Fry to be looking at after this season? And what would that mean if we lost Justin Fry after just two seasons to the Hoosiers? Um, yeah, very concerned. Do not want to lose Justin Fry. I love our coaching staff as as it currently sits, as long as Jim Knowles um does not make the same mistakes he made last season and some guys can actually start recruiting. I actually I actually do really like this staff. Um Justin Fry has come in, he he proved his worth last season already. He's got to work for out cut out for him this season. But if he comes in with an offensive line this season that looks championship level, as we said, and like, okay, we win the championship with this offensive line. He's up there for best offensive line coach in the country. It would be a big hurt to lose him. Um, with this roster coming back, I don't know how Tom Allen keeps his job. I mean, if he can turn this team somewhat decent, then he deserves to have that job. If they have a decent season, then he he's proved his worth. But, yeah, that is a, a concern for mine, especially because of the recruiting woes we had before Justin Fry got here, and we're dealing with that now. So, yeah, that is one of my major concerns. But hopefully he can stick around for a couple more years. If this was uh, before transfer portal, before NIL, you know, maybe I could see him doing that, right? But you're talking about a major rebuild in talent. Um, is Indiana known for recruiting? I mean, I do know that they have a couple places um, that, that puts out a, a couple talent, but that talent in that home state, I don't think is, you know, going to even have you as, a conference contender, you know, 
Um, I just think that coaches need to be smart about where they go. And I hope that Justin Fry takes that approach. Um, I don't understand why, why would you go to Indiana? It's just That's his like, dream job. I mean, this is dream. I, I, That's his dream it, job. I mean, that could be your dream job, but look at Jeff Halfley. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you go to these programs thinking that you're going to do better. You can say it's your dream job. You can say it's where you love and where you want to coach. But when half your roster is taken in the transfer portal, Michael, you get a Michael Penix type. Now you go going to Washington. You know, you get these guys, you develop these guys, and now you, okay, put it to you like this. Justin Fry develops an O-line. <laughs> you think ain't nobody going to hit his O-lineman up in the transfer portal knowing that he's an O-line coach? Now he done spent all that time. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, you got to think about this stuff as coaches. Like, Urban Meyer, tried to, tell, Urban Meyer tried to tell Chris Ash about records. I mean, look, Greg Schiano, he went back home. What is Rutgers? It's still Rutgers. I mean, it's oh, true. It's an aisle for Rutgers this year. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. You got to be selective with these jobs. Because you don't want to go there and then start back where you were two years ago because you went in there and it was just a train wreck. Exactly. You're going to go think, back to being a coordinator. Yeah, yeah so Tommy Why is Why not be important. a coordinator at the highest level? Yeah, yeah so – I'm with you there. It is his dream job, but also if my dream job was, you know, work on the iPhone at, at Apple and they went bankrupt, I may not want to go there and work <laughs> exactly. on the iPhone. Now I might wait until they come back a little bit. But yeah, hopefully Fry doesn't go anywhere. Um, hopefully he can stick around. But yeah, that's that's all I have on Fry. And, uh, Ron, if you got any other opinions on him? No, we got one more topic. We got 98 people in here. I want to thank all of you guys in here. Make sure you smash that like button and everyone go ahead and tweet this out. Text it to your friend. Tell your parents about it. Tell your brothers, sisters, cousins, everybody to watch. We're two away from 100 live. So get some, get a couple more people in here and smash that like button. But the last topic of the day before we get out of here, the quarterback question. What is this rotation going to look like against Indiana? Who plays, how much, who starts, all that good stuff. So I just want to get your guys' opinion on this quarterback battle that looks like it is going to roll into week one. And here I am prefacing everything like that. Ryan Day is probably live in a press conference right now announcing the fucking starter. So I, who knows how this is going to play out. I know they're scrimmaging this weekend, so – We'll see if it does result in a starter, but I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this fucking never-ending saga that we thought was over in the spring, and here we are six days before Indiana talking about playing two quarterbacks. Uh, go ahead, Mike. You start. Um, you know, I, I don't like going in the, into the season uh, having to do this, but we're going to have to do it. It is what it is. On the way to that, I would hope that Ryan Day does is I hope that he doesn't put them out every other drive, right? Go ahead and say, hey, you get these first three drives, you get these next three drives or something because the first drive, you know, you go out there, it's a filling out process, right? You might see something that you hadn't seen, all those different things. And then, you know, second, second time out there, you better go out there and score. Third time out there, you better go out there and score. So that's what I want to see. Um, and then, I, you know, I kind of just want Ryan Day to kind of go with the feel of the game, man. Who got the juice? Who's bringing the juice to the team? Uh, you know, who gives you that feel that you had um, 
when you're in that Georgia game because that's what he said he's looking for. So who brings you that dynamic? Um, and I hope whoever it is doesn't transfer. I hope that they stay because you never know. You could be, you know, the next Cardell Jones. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and to follow that, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm hoping Devin Brown starts. That's what I think we'll go with because he's got the hype out of camp. I think he will start. Um, but I'm with you. I would not mind at all. Like, go out there, play four series. Kyle McCord, get out there, play four mm-hmm. series, especially. Um, we should be at least putting up 14-21 in those first four offensive possessions. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I'm hoping a lot of guys really get opportunities in not just at quarterback but at other positions to see what they can really do. But that's what I would go. I would do that rotation, get guys comfortable, give them a little time to command the offense and really see how the offense jump with each guy because we don't know what Mikhail McCord can do. Ryan Day, as I've said, put on his best Dean Smith impression and just made him do run out, <laughs> throw, run out, uh, roll out passes, throwing outs. So we don't know what he can really do at quarterback other than what people have seen at camp. Um, so I really want to see both these guys play and see where we go from there. That's where I would go um, as far as a quarterback rotation for game one. What you think, Ryan? What you Sorry, think I'm, I'm over here. I'm over here typing away at the chat. Someone <laughs> asked about Josh Simmons' false starts, and I'm like, if it's any more than DeWan Jones last year, I'm gonna be doing my fucking Mike Tyson punch out impersonation on my TV because those had me ready to fucking throw my remote through the TV last year every time he jumped off size. So I'm hoping we don't have a false start issue. As he, he was no Isaiah Prince, I'll tell you that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get no worse than that man, Brandon. You really can't, bro. He set the record. Ball man, did he just hold on? Did he just get into like a fighting preseason or something like that? I have no clue. I don't know. I, I haven't been watching much preseason football, but I have been watching my Steelers, and I'm ready to lie. But this is not the platform for that. So I'm going to get back into this quarterback talk. I think both guys are going to play. I think Kyle McCord's going to come out there and start. I would hope to see maybe a first half, second type half type of thing a back and forth rotation would probably piss me off and annoy me so i don't really think there's a fair way to do this i'm gonna probably be annoyed with any way he does it i would prefer ryan day come out here name the starter and see the backup not throw the ball at the end of the game like we have for the last five years um i just i i want this to be over um so however ryan day feels fit to end this and if he thinks he's gonna end it by playing both that's fine but let's get this wrapped up. I don't want this going on anymore um, going into the season. I think both guys are both capable. I think both guys should look great. We talked about the deficiencies in this Indiana secondary, so I think either one should be capable of tearing it up. And um, I feel like if they both give an equal opportunity, I think the starter will be clear by the end of the game. Fourth quarter, fourth quarter, five minutes left. Who is out there as the quarterback? Is it Hopefully Lincoln fucking Keenholz because the score is better it, be 72 to nothing. Well, I was going to ask you, is it Tristan Jebbia or Lincoln Keenholz? Lincoln. I'm not – Lincoln – or Tristan Jebbia at this point, now that Lincoln's on campus, is a glorified quarterback's coach that has a still has a live arm. Um, I don't think <laughs> that he's going to be expected to come in and get any game reps. Um I expect Lincoln to see those third string reps, but I don't even think we'll see Lincoln in the first game. But if we do, oh man, will the lies be flowing? 
I think those last minutes we'll start seeing Tristan Jebbia and then later on in the season, then we'll see Lincoln King What about you, Q? Uh yeah, I think um Lincoln King is gonna hopefully he gets all of the fourth quarter really to really stretch his legs <laughs> and get out there and play. This should this should be an absolute blowout, man. This shit shouldn't even be close. So yeah, hopefully him and, and I want Tristan Jebbia to get some time, man. He came here knowing his role, knowing his position, help these bring these younger guys on. Obviously, with the experience he's had, he's played in some games, so I'll shout out to him, but um, hopefully he gets some time at the end of this fourth quarter as well. I want to see everybody play because this should be a preseason game. Versus <laughs> as as looking, I had to look at it like I didn't know Indiana was as bad as this, as this breakdown was going to make them look. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Well, damn! All right." So, <laughs> so hopefully everybody, everybody gets to play, man. You know, Ron, suit up. You're in in the fourth quarter. Mike, you got linebacker. Quarter, so you heard what my pregame is going to consist of, bro. I'm going to be thrown up by the second snap because I'm going to be drunk out there. You don't want to put me in the game. Ohio State was winning so much, they put that drunk guy Ron out there. Just don't run on the field. Yeah, you get into that. All right, so that's most of our show. We do have some questions, so um, let's go ahead and bring those up. And, Ron, you want to uh, shoot the questions for us? Yeah, let's get right into it. Which position group are you most excited for? Which position group are you least excited for? That's a good question. Least excited Uh, for? Yeah, yeah, most excited for D-line. D-line. I I think they're going to actually go crazy. Um, That's where I would go most excited for. Least excited for? Probably O line. <laughs> I mean, they're we're really especially game the early games we're not really gonna we shouldn't really get tested like that if we do ring the ring the alarm. But O line, um, not excited there. I think we'll be solid in the run. I think pass pass pro is gonna be a little questionable early. So that's the one I'm least excited to see. For me, most excited for is safety. We're going to see our Ohio boys out there, Sonny Styles and Malik Hartford. I want to see them be a part of bringing BIA back, and the fact that Tanner McAllister will not be in my secondary brings a smile to my heart. As far as least excited, tight end. We all know who's going to fucking play. I don't want to see Kate Silver running fucking <laughs> slot fades on fourth and two, dropping the fucking ball again. This, the health of my TV is at risk because, again, <laughs> things that make me want to fucking punch my TV, Cade Stover dropping the fucking ball. I think he's a great leader. I think he's a great inline blocker. I think he brings great value to this team. The slot fade is not his fucking move. Like, please, let's take that out of the fucking playbook. Let's stop throwing to him on fourth down and in the fucking red zone. Let's get a nigga out there that can catch. And, like, yeah, I'm the least excited about tight end because I feel like we have significantly more dynamic players than we're going to see out on the field. And, yeah, it doesn't excite me. Yeah, so my least – Least excited for is going to be the linebackers, man. If the linebackers stay the way they are, um, yeah. No, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, since y'all already put uh, most excited for those position groups, I guess I'm going to say most excited to see our cornerback, man. You know, uh, cornerback, except for quarterback. Cornerback is one of the hardest positions to play on the field, man. I want to see if these guys can actually be on an island. I want to see if we are actually going to look good in man coverage or do we have to play zone every time. Um, so I'm really excited. They've been pumping me up 
about Denzel Burke and him getting back to his freshman season and being more aggressive. Uh, heard Denzel Burke actually been going 50-50 with Marv. So that's what I'm excited to see. I, I want to see him be going 80-20 or 90-10 with these other receivers out here. Uh, okay, I thought you were gonna say against Marv because then if I'm no, 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 against these other guys, if, <laughs> if you're going 50 50 with Marv, you better be going 90 10 or 80 20 with these other receivers out here. Flat out. What about you, Q? Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. yeah, okay. he already did it. All right, next question we got our guy Matt. Who is one person you want to see play that you haven't heard is going to be a starter? That's an easy question for me. I got to shout out our South Florida Express guys. I want to see Brandon Ennis play. I think he is going to be one of the most dynamic players on this team with the ball in his hands, and I think uh, he has to get on the field this year. So I want to see B.I. get his opportunity. Uh, oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go second here. Throw a curveball of a guy we we've heard a bit about, but haven't really seen. Um, Gabe Powers, second year in the program. Um, obviously he was a freak coming out of high school. I haven't heard him. I know the linebacker room is pretty stuffed right now, but I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he's the athlete they talked about. He's put on weight. You know, he's been in the program. I want to see him flying around. I've heard good things, so that's the guy I, I want to see. Yeah, the one guy that I want to see that I haven't heard is going to be a starter is my guy G Scott, man. Um, from I, for some reason, I keep talking to everybody, and apparently everybody did not watch his dad's interview talking about that he should transfer, he should get up out of there. And this guy actually told his dad, Hey, the circumstances that I'm in, I made. And he talked about uh G Scott just maturing, talking about. I need to be be better. I need to make these different choices. I I need to not be that same guy here, but people on the sideline in the biggest game. So I'm really excited to see G. Scott came into Ohio State as a wide receiver with a lot of traction. Uh, we saw with uh, what Kyle Pitts was able to do at tight end, and he thought that he could be that same that same type of mode. I don't think he's gonna be a Kyle Pitts, but I would like to see a more wide receiver friendly guy. Uh, in the tight end position and a more athletic guy than Cade over. So hey, triple S chill in the chat, bro. You're making me laugh. <laughs> Go ahead, Ron. Speaking of triple S, who's going to run for the most yards? I would assume this is for the season. And for me, again, that is an easy question. Travion Henderson, I think he will be in the conversation for the best back in the country. I don't think I need to elaborate on that anymore. You guys, um, I'm gonna go with the game. I'm gonna go with game one instead of season because I think season be Travion Henderson. Um, interesting for game one. I actually think in game one it will be Dallin Hayden. I think the guys are gonna obviously play the first half, get those out the way. You want to bet an eyebrow on that? No, why did you try to bet an eyebrow? <laughs> why, why, why does it look for me? And I gotta look crazy, and then it's something tangible for everybody else that's reasonable. Now, I say that because I think it's going to be a blowout early. They're going to, going to get the rotation. I think Dallin Hayden will get a, a hefty amount of snaps in the second, third quarter. Obviously, going in there before more guys get in there in the fourth. So, I, I would go Dallin Hayden for game one. Uh, so, for the season, yeah, like yeah, Ryan Day said. Fucking say. Ryan, Ryan Day basically came out and – no, you don't. You don't know that. Ryan Day basically <laughs> came out and said – you know, this guy's the guy. You know, ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This guy's the guy, and everybody else is fighting for backup spot. 
And that's going to be Travion Henderson, who's going to have it uh, on the season. But starting the game off, man, who's going to have the most rushing yards, man? Chop, baby, let's go, Mike Williams. <laughs> I, have knew the most rushing on I knew he was going to say Mike, and I knew it. <laughs> about I, as soon as he said Trey was going to be the guy for the season, I was like, this is setting up for a Mike Williams segment. <laughs> hey, man, let's go. Yeah, three three K trail in the season. Get the get those t shirts to you soon. So our guy Craig here with a question: You think we're gonna run gap or zone scheme this year? Praying for gap getting these linemen downhill hitting people. I'm right with you, Craig. I don't want to see more zone schemes as well. Maybe just a little bit sprinkled in, but I'm definitely for that power run game. Looking for that gap scheme. We did that last season. We did it to success, especially with Mayan Williams in the game. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Get these guys downhill. Don't make Trey make some decisions reading the hole. Just, hey, hit the hole and go. I would love to see a lot more of that this season. Yeah, I know we definitely won't be running a lot of stretch. Apparently, that stretch was uh, some uh, Kevin Wilson type stuff. Um, as you saw, it as you saw, it never really was working. What was working was when we was running in between the tackles. So, I mean, I think you're going to see. I mean, I forgot what Zach uh, was watching minutes and what they said. Uh, Justin Fry, you know, because he's run game coordinator or whatever, and is going to be scheming these up. I'm not sure which uh, scheme that he actually likes the most, but I know that these line these linemen will definitely be getting downhill. And again, like I said earlier, these linemen didn't really have to work on run blocking. Like they can run block, they have to work on pass blocking. This this run game gonna be nasty this year. Yeah, Justin Fry, he's a power run guy. That's what they did at UCLA. Guys downhill pulling guards, things like that. So he's he's more of a power run guy. So I think we'll see that more this season. Ron? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't have a preference. I'm just interested to see the balance and the type of run scheme that uh, Justin Fry puts out there. I think it's going to be different than Kevin Wilson. I think that they're going to try to pound the ball. I really think that they're going to try to get downhill. So I'd like to see – Trey uh, really just get the ball and go, and I'm interested to see how much they run the ball this year. Um, I, one, it seems like we throw the ball all the fucking time, but we still tend to usually have right around a 50-50 split except for that year when we didn't have a defense and you know we had CJ throwing 60 times against Oregon. But I feel like that's not going to be the case this year, and we're going to have a chance to run the ball. So I think a much more balanced offense is to be expected uh, how they do that. I'm not sure, but I definitely do think we will run significantly more this year. Um, we hit on the Josh Simmons over under two and a half false start first game. Quick predictions. <laughs> under, please. Lord. Under, under. It's definitely going to be under. I mean, I even do. if he gets two, it's under. I did not get the Geek Squad protection plan on my TV, so for the sake of my wallet, I'm going to go with under because I don't want to have to replace my TV after Bruh, quick this question. game. Is, is false start the most infuriating penalty to you when yes. you watch Especially, games? Yes. yes, when you know the snap count, yes, you goddamn right. That, it pisses me off, bro. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, used to, I used to slap my, my old lineman upside the head with that shit. Yeah, my camera will not fucking focus, but we're going to keep the show rolling. Next question, Triple S again. Who do you think our starting 4D line will be? Who's going to rotate with them? 
Um, yeah, I think it's pretty set in stone. Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams. I, I, I've heard the Taiwan Malone hype. I know Cam and Mike had Taiwan Malone hype, you know, one of the Buckeye BSs that I missed, but I'm here to tell you, let's shut all that shit down. Tyleek is the guy. He's the starter. He's a first-round talent. He's from right over there, right outside my house. I can see his school. He's from Manassas, Virginia, so shout-out to him. Yeah, man, Tyleek is the guy. Um, and then JTT, Jack Sawyer, that would be my starting four. Rotated in, Tyler Malone, Ty Hamilton, Kenyatta Jackson, Katie Curry. Let's roll. Oh, you're so damn disrespectful, man. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Anyways, so, yes, um, Tyleek Williams will be a, be a starter, just like you said, all those four guys. Um, will be a starter, but you will see a lot of rotation with uh, Taiwan Malone, man. He's been focusing, got his body right, as only on football, man. And all of the praise that we've been hearing, how can I not think that he's going to be a factor? Normally, we had drop-off when we saw our D-tackles go in there. We're not going to even say their names. Not even worth it. But you're also going to see my guy, Hero Canoe, man. I'm actually ready to see Hero Canoe. Get some game reps. Let's, let's not forget about that. You'll see Caden Curry, um, you know, rotating in on the DN. And I don't understand. People not talking about Kenyatta Jackson. So, I mean, from what I heard about Kenyatta Jackson, the NFL scouts is looking at him saying, man, is this guy ready this year? Is he coming out this year? No. He's only a sophomore, so he can't come out this year. You guys all got it wrong, and I'm here to burst everyone's bubble. The starting four are going to be – JTT, Jack Sawyer, Mike Hall, and Ty Hamilton. Everyone keeps saying Ty Wall Malone. Everyone keeps saying Ty Leak Williams. Ty Hamilton is going to be the guy that starts there with the four. I don't know how mad that makes you guys, but I am confident that Ty Hamilton will be the four starter with that defensive line. I think all four defensive tackles are going to play significant minutes. I think Hero Canoe may get into that rotation a little bit. I, I feel like that has to be said because Cam's not here. If not, he would be start deleting episodes off the channel if we didn't bring up Hero Canoe. So I wanted to make sure that is said that I think he will get some snaps. But I think Ty Hamilton's going to be that fourth guy, much to everyone's dismay who wants to see Taiwan Malone or Tyleek Williams out there. But I think Ty Hamilton will be the guy starting out there next to Mike Hall. Uh, quick question: Is Amari Abor hurt? Because I heard he was hurt. But yeah, then I bro. ACL out for the season. I don't know if it's ACL, but he had some sort of surgery, and he will not be. No, playing I know for what you was talking about. No, because yeah. dude was out there in pads. Yeah, he was he's out there in pads and just like a knee brace running around. So I'm recently, like, yeah, when yeah. they released the D line highlights, he had the knee brace on, like the one you could play with. He's out there running around. So I'm like, is he? And wasn't happy? he on one of the cold takes too? Like chilling. Like, this yeah, is yeah, like so post like, yeah, this is like post-surgery. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. is he really hurt or what are we doing here? I guess we'll see when it comes on availability report. Yeah, we'll oh, see yeah. three shout minutes. Out to the, shout out to the Big Ten. No, they gotta do two hours before the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, hey, they getting ready for that college fantasy football. Our guy, Matt, with another question over under two and a half – or, I'm sorry, wrong question. Starting quarterback over under 300 passing yards. I will start off with that one. I'm absolutely taking the under because I think whoever starts 
plays about half the game. So, or maybe even only 40% if we're blowing people out and make it all the way to our third string quarterback. So I do not see either quarterback throwing for over 300 yards in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, with, I'm with Ron on that. Yeah. I'm definitely taking the under. We don't even have a starting quarterback. And I believe that this game against Indiana, you're not going to see many uh, passing concepts unless Ryan Day just trying to get somebody a dang on Belinikov. I think this is going to be more on the running game in this game uh, mixed in with some play-action pass. Yeah, same here, under. If you see that bet somewhere, let me know. <laughs> a lot of Yeah, a lot of 12 personnel in this game. Be expecting that. Yeah. Another over-under from our guy, Matt. JTT, Jack Sawyer, Kenyatta, and Mike Hall, those four, do they combine for over two and a half sacks? Hmm. Over. I'm riding hype. Give me the over. I'm riding hype. Especially I think, yeah, there. Kenyatta going to have two itself. I just so I don't get hurt, I'm going to go with the under because I don't want to get myself too hyped. And if I start <laughs> expecting three sacks. All right. We just uh, so yeah, finally called the L on that. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, um, the man, take. He's been fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been fired. How are we going to let these guys get three sacks when Tommy Eichenberg's going to have nine? It's just going to be hard when Tommy's forcing these guys off the field with elite defensive play from the linebacker position. So I think it's going to be hard to rack up three sacks when Tommy Eichenberg has 10 in the first quarter. And he will be drug tested and out for the rest of the season if he got ten sacks in the first. Oh, I thought you were that. talking about. Uh, I thought you were hey, talking about are. me for a second. I was about to leave the stream again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they, 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 they already, they already drug tested one of our players. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just maybe they were tested about. Let's not, see, let's, not see a, let's not see a trend. <laughs> I don't think they got any more performance-enhancing tests, so if you guys got to do what you need to do this year, go ahead. Not afraid of a cycle or two. <laughs> hey, Mike, did, you, did you see what Chris said on the timeline? What did no. he say? So, fuck it. Um, so everybody knows Raymond on Twitter. He's a trainer. He's at, like um, – Oh, my God. Where's Raymond? Like, 6'4"? Like yeah, he's, like, 6'4", like, 240, bro. Yeah. He looks like he could be playing Jack for Ohio State. Yeah, so he's huge. So he got this picture on Twitter when he's lifted <laughs> – Chris was like Ray Mullen, like he'd been working out with Big Christian. Oh be on that peptide plan, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy uh, Ramon out here. I know every time we're in the spaces and someone starts talking crazy, Chris Drew says, Ramon gonna smack the fuck out of him. Everybody <laughs> thought it was funny when he used to have that picture of that guy named Harry as his profile picture, and now he showed his face and he's 6'4, 240. I don't think niggas want smacked by Ramon anymore. So watch your <laughs> mouth in the spaces because oh, Harry out here lifted. <laughs> that goes to you, Evan. So I triple S with another question. We hit on this earlier. Who do you think gets to nod at DBs? I know Q gave his answer. Mm. So if you missed that, go ahead and rewind a little bit because it is in the show. And then we got yeah. another one from Triple S. Shout out to Triple S, man. Yeah, Been crushing it with the questions. You guys are all acting shy in the chat. 105 people in here. Smash that like if you're not going to send a question. We appreciate yeah. you guys in here. How many times will Q be kicked off the next pod <laughs> over under eight? Well, we got the Buckeye Roast tomorrow at 8 a.m. And if we went over two kicks in that show, that would be a new record. So I'm going to have to take the under. I think eight is a little high. But for we game week? 
I might take the over there because I mean we got <laughs> yeah. like seven shows this week. I might take the That's over because he's been uh, I like I gotta get this man a pair of knee pads from the BDMG store because bro's been fucking giving way too much Michigan love and I'm just not having it. This nigga really said on our podcast on our platform that he wants JJ game manager as our fucking quarterback. I did not say I want. I said baby. Oh, you was over here clamoring for him, bro. That's where you would Take have. that hoodie off. You got a JJ jersey on under there? Yeah, I got two, actually. I got, a, <laughs> <laughs> I got both white and in and away. <laughs> Bow that man head. Bow his head. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, DB, Josh probably just got to start. That's my DB take. That's, that's who really needs to play. Bro, you're yeah, gonna be man. able to visit. You're gonna be able to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for an Ocean Gate tour to see fucking Q on Josh Proctor Island when that <laughs> shit sinks into the ocean and hits the fucking ocean floor. Because I promise you, bro, no one's coming to save you from there. Um, I just want to say shout out to the chat, boy. They packed up some uh, some other fan bases. <laughs> hey, our chat is ruthless, man. Uh, if you think that you're gonna come in here. And just get off with your little team. They ain't having it. Yeah, they ain't having it. Man, yeah. so this is a good time. We, we got through most of our questions. It's a good time to plug again. So this week, you know, we got coming up or you're new to the channel. I know we got a lot of people. First of all, bro, we're chasing, and I know that sounds crazy, 5K. We're chasing 5K subs, trying to get there before the season. Channel has exploded. So definitely if you're new here, we appreciate you having you appreciate appreciate having you appreciate you finding us and, and tuning in. It's a great time, obviously. I think Every we were morning. at one k last week, two weeks Bro, ago, two weeks ago. We, we, we had the one k episode. We've added thirty five hundred subs in two weeks. Yeah, so we we are rolling along. So if you're new here, you don't know what we do. Every morning, Buckeye BS, Monday through Friday, me and Ron will be here at, I mean, no, Buckeye Roast, I'm sorry. Buckeye, <laughs> Buckeye Roast. Roast morning. Me and Ron will be here at 8 a.m. We did the Penn State preview last week, so check that out. It'll give you tune into them and how our matchup will go this season. Uh, Mike does his show at 6.30 every Wednesday. No, 7.30. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central Time, for those of you who might be in Texas. So, who did you do that show with? Yeah, National Show. Na- Mike. National show, man. We got Truther on there. We got Cam. We got Disney as our producer. We got E.G. LaFleur. And uh, you also got myself, man. Uh, Check us out at Best Damn Media on Twitter, on Instagram, because we got some fire content that's been dropping. Disney been killing it with the micro content. Enough with the content. (laughs) Most definitely. Also, this week, y'all may have heard of him as a small, you know, content creator. He's on Minister Sports. Big Chris Drew will be here with me on Thursday. Standard of the program. If you have not seen Standard of the Program, we come, we bring the energy, we grade the team hard. We'll give you our expectations for the season. It'll be two days before game day. So we will be hyped, we will be drinking. It's Thursday, so bring your happy hour mood and bring a drink with us. Oh, it's okay when you drink at 7 o'clock on a Thursday, but it's a problem when I do it at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Saturday. Okay, I see what we're doing out here. We will also add in the AA hotline for uh, for Ron at at, at 10 a.m. So we'll be doing that now this weekend. So we will have the pregame show starting at 10 a.m., Obviously, our first edition of the pregame show. So we'll get in there for that. That should be an exciting time. We'll have some guests for y'all. We'll change it up. So that should be fun. I'm excited to see how that goes. And then post game on Bleacher Report, 
Ron will be in there giving you his instant post-game reactions. We are back to Bleach Report. If you did not see that last episode, Ron went there and killed it. They invited us back. So the boys is on Bleach Report. Hopefully get that reoccurring spot. It looks like we, we doing something. So Bleach <laughs> Report, download that app. Check us out. Definitely appreciate them having us. And that is our slate for this week. Yeah, so make sure that you hit that notification bell because we are going to be dropping content like crazy. The season is officially here, and we are live seven days a week on this platform now. So make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure you have those notifications turned on because we are constantly pumping out content. Follow us on Twitter so you can see the content that we do on other channels. Um, you know, we've we've been on Mark Rogers. We've had appearances on Menace. Um, uh we do the streams in the Bleacher Report app. And also, we watch every Buckeye game on Playback TV. You can log in with your cable provider and go ahead and watch the games along with us. Shout out to our guy, Mike, for holding it down for week zero. was on there for the Notre Dame game, the USC game. So if you want to watch the games with us, you're able to log in with your cable provider and watch the games along with us. And it's like being in the space for the games. We do have one question before we get out of here uh, that we missed. Who do you think will be the hardest hitting highlights on the defense? Some clowny type shit by the end of the year. And it's going to be Malik Hartford. He is going to get a targeting penalty this year. I guarantee it. He's going to fucking it's gonna kill be someone. Between... And it's not even be one of those targeting penalties where it's helmet to helmet. It's going to be one of those modern day sissy targeting penalties where it's like all right i know we're playing football but i mean you just can't hit them that hard you're wild and, and i feel like we're gonna see one of those from malik hartford someone is going to fucking get their shit rocked yeah yeah um also let me let me touch on matthew before i answer this he said what time Pause. thursday me and chris drew will be in here at 7 p.m so that's our live time to start on thursday now for hardest hitting on highlights i gotta go with cj hicks man i've seen him meet dallin in the hole and one, and it was a stalemate. Dallas didn't move. So I would tell you, CJ Hicks is laying the wood. I'm excited to see him flying around, smacking people. That That's my guy for hard hitting on the season. I think it's going to be Sonny Styles, man. That dude is a, uh, is a specimen out there. And then you're talking about, it, you know how our uh, safeties were against tight ends, against running backs. And I just remember Lathan Ransom when he got those opportunities to lay lay the wood on uh, Michael Mayer and lay the wood on a couple of uh, running backs. Just imagine that bigger body, Sonny Styles doing that. He going to fold somebody, bro. I definitely think it's going to be Sonny and yeah, honorable mention Tommy Heismanberg. You know he's gonna be oh out there fucking God. cracking it's skulls. Or if you want to see form <laughs> tackling, watch Tommy Eichenberg <laughs> rap twist. <laughs> Tommy Eichenberg rap. If he put out an album, man, it would be on repeat. How would you guys like to hear that? Tommy <laughs> Eichenberg rap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sound like a little young duty. Definitely get them added. Oh man, I bet you, I bet you Tommy listens to nudie before the game. I bet you he does. But that's yeah. all we have, man. Shout out to you guys for all of the questions today. We had a over a hundred people in here. We've been here for almost two hours. Sheesh. Lord. Amen. Guys, let the people know where they can find you before we get out of here. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 216 underscore wild boy. You can catch me in the spaces. Catch me on the TL. I'll be standing in the paint. And uh, we have some Buckeye chats 
and some Big Ten chats. So let me know if you want to be a part of those. Um, I can go ahead and throw you in those Big Ten chats and uh, things like that. So. And join the Discord. We have chats yeah, in there as well. Yeah, I'm in the Discord too. Yeah, if you want to find me, I can put my ads where yeah, it's right, it's right here. So see boy Quentin on Twitter. You can find me there, Flyna Johnson on Instagram. Yeah, you got it wrong. You find me there. So not hard to find. <laughs> I had some um some really good DMs this week, people reaching out, some good ball talk conversations. Um, so follow on there. Let's let's talk ball here. Buckeye B I keep saying Buckeye BS now. Buckeye Roast, 8 a.m. You can find me here every morning. Uh, minor league films. I do movie reviews on TikTok and YouTube. Ron, this man Q had the ladies in a blender this week on the timeline. They started a follow chain. My notifications were blowing up for like three days of the ladies. Like I followed Q. I followed Q. That was every fucking notification on my damn Twitter. So do not tag me in a follow chain with Q because the ladies love him too much, and my battery cannot handle it. This man be in the streets. He be in the DMs. The ladies just love this guy, Q. So keep that shit off my timeline. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter. It's up there on the screen. Two underscore T-E-E-S. That's two T's. It's the same thing on Twitch. If you want to find me on TikTok, it is two Shicey. You can find me Monday through Friday with my boy Q doing the Buckeye Roast every morning at 8 a.m. live right here on this channel. Make sure that you are subscribed. Um, you can find me in the Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report app <laughs> immediately after the game for an instant reaction on Saturday. So make sure you have that app downloaded and tap in with me for the instant reaction. We have a new pregame show. Forget college game day. That shit's dead. The new college football pregame show is right here on this channel, 10 a.m. to 11.30 every Saturday starting week one. So make sure that you tapped in, hit that notification, and come spend your mornings with us on Saturday. And, of course, here every Sunday at 10 a.m. for Buckeye BS. We appreciate you guys joining us today, and have a great Saturday. Go Bucks. Thank you.